Um, the Israelites did evil in the Lord's sight, so the Lord handed them over to the Midianites for seven years. And the Midianites were so cruel that the Israelites were hiding places for themselves in the mountains, caves, and strongholds. Uh, I can just expository this text this morning. Uh, that's what a lot of folk doing right now. They hiding. Amen. You're looking for the folk. You're like, where are the saints? Where are the men? Where are the women of God? Amen. Where are the where are the intercessors? Uh, where are the prayer warriors? Where are the old, where are the workers? Amen. Where where are we? Amen. A lot of folk are hiding and in named not in a cave. Amen. But sometimes people play hide and seek with God. And sometimes we think we hiding from the preacher. Amen. But the preacher is not your God. Amen. We ought to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and we ought to be accountable. Somebody say be accountable. And listen, God calls us to accountability. And here it says they were hiding uh, because they were under the oppression of the Midianites. And they were under the oppression of the Midianites because verse 1 says the Lord handed them over. Y'all not saying nothing today. Sometimes we dealing with stuff and we're going through uh, because of what we've done. Or maybe not because of what we've done, but because of the environment we're in. And sometimes we want to blame the devil. But listen, some stuff going on because God let it happen. Y'all not saying nothing. And the Bible says for seven years they were under the oppression of the Midianites. Now seven is a long time. Seven years is a long time. And seven years is a period. That number has some significance because if we look at the Bible, we know that uh, on the seventh day God rested. Y'all not saying nothing. Uh, it took him six days, amen, and on the seventh day he rested. And then we also know that seven is a number of divine completion, but it's also a number of divine perfection. And you know what God wants to do in all of us? Uh, he wants us to complete us and perfect us. Now, we've just been in 21 days praying and fasting, but I like that because that is seven times three. That's seven triple. And listen, we need a triple, amen, perfection and a touch of God, amen. There's a lot of things that are missing and broken, amen. But when we get in a place, amen, where we can hear God and see God, and stop hiding from God, amen, but we hide ourselves in God, amen, we'll find him. Listen, they did evil in the Lord's sight. They were handed over and they were hiding because the Midianites were cruel. Come on, the Midianites were not nice people. The Midianites were not there to be their friends, uh, but the Midianites were there to take their stuff. And it says whenever the Israelites planted their crops, it says marauders from Midian, Amalek, and the people of the east would attack Israel, camping in the land and destroying crops as far away as Gaza. Now the Lord raised up the Midianites to use them to teach the people of God a lesson. Wasn't there to get them, but it was there to bring them back into a place of right relationship and fellowship with God. God wants to bring us back into a place of fellowship. And somebody say right relationship with God. But God sometimes have his own way, his own means, and his own methods of getting us there. Listen, they were under the attack of the Midianites, and the Midianites were there to take their stuff, destroying their crops. And we understand, amen, that's what the enemy does. He come to kill, steal, and destroy. 
And sometimes we get in this situation, in this place in life where we are under attack. And we know we don't understand what's going on or why. Amen. And we need the Lord's help. It says they left the Israelites with nothing to eat. Come on. They left them with nothing to eat. Took all the sheep, all the goats, all the cattle, all the donkeys, everything they had, the devil was after it. Now, I'm not talking about stuff this morning, but we understand that we wrestle not a flesh against flesh and blood, and the enemy is after everything you got. Amen. He's after your livelihood. He's after your peace. Come on. He's after your joy. Come on. He's after your business. He's after your family. Come on. He's after your ministry and your anointing. And listen, he was after the people. He was there to destroy and take everything they had and leave them with nothing to eat. Verse 5 says these enemies, uh, amen, these enemies, hordes coming with their livestock and tents were as thick as locusts. They arrived on droves of camels, too numerous to count, and they stayed until the land was stripped bare. So Israel was reduced to starvation by the Midianites, and then the Israelites cried out to the Lord for help. Now, that's the key verse, because things got so bad, things got so hard, things got so difficult, they lost so much until they got into a crisis, and then that crisis, what was what was necessary for them to cry out and to call on God. But I submit to you today, amen, let's not be, amen, like the people in this scripture. Don't wait for a crisis to come to God. Don't make for a crisis to come to God. I've never really understand it, amen. But, amen, some folk, they find your number real quick when they get in trouble, when they got a problem. Listen, but we ought to have a relationship with Jesus where we're just not calling him when we have an emergency but we're calling him because we have a relationship with him because we love him we want to honor him we want to see his plan and his purpose fulfilled in our life and listen sometimes in order for that to happen amen sometimes when you're seeking God when you're trying to meet God listen you've got to press because there's a lot of stuff around you that's there to try to strip you of everything God has given you try to strip you of every ounce of thing that the Lord has given you. Every place of substance, every place of promise, the devil is after it. Listen, he's coming like a locust. He comes like a thief. Amen. He comes to steal and to kill and destroy. And so that's why we got to learn how to cry out to God, not just when we're in a crisis, but to call on him at all times, to bless him at all times, to be prayerful at all times, and learn how to press when we're in a season where we're under prayer. Learn how to press when we're in the season, when it's really be easier not to fast, not to pray, not to be faithful. There's a lot of excuses we've got today, amen, to say that we're not going to come to church, that we're not going to serve, that we're not going to give, that we're not going to love. But listen, God is not looking for somebody with an excuse, but he's looking somebody with a cry, amen, for heaven, amen, a cry for help. The people cried out for help because they were under attack. They cried out to help because everything they had was going down to nothing. They cried out to help because the enemy, amen, every time they got blessed, amen, that, that blessing just 
went, went away. But listen, if we look here, amen, they would reduce to starvation. There was a famine. And listen, anybody ever been in a situation, amen, as soon as God bless, the enemy start to battle. As soon as God give you one thing, something else start falling apart. As soon as you get one thing in order, something else falls out of order. As soon as you decide that you're going to love God, you're going to serve God, it just seemed like every place that you look, everything that you touch starts Things start not to line up, and the things start to get out of place. But verse 7 says, when they cried out to the Lord because of Midian, the Lord sent a prophet to the Israelites. And listen, God knows how to raise somebody up, amen, when we need a word. Come on, he knows how to raise somebody up when we need to hear from heaven. Come on, and I'm just wondering, is there anybody in here today that's in a position that wants to press past what they see going on so that they can hear and they can see and they can deliver a word of promise and hope to those that are in darkness, to those that see, amen, the destroyer coming, destroying families destroying homes, destroying schools, destroying businesses, destroying government, destroying in our community. Listen, it's time for us, amen, to get in a place and cry out to God in such a way to what the devil been doing don't work no more. To the thing that he's been having the advantage in, he don't have it no more. Come on, I believe there's power when we press and when we pray. Somebody say there's power when you press and when you pray. Come on, I don't know about you, but sometimes when I get ready to pray, amen, I get sleepy. Some of y'all say, Pastor, you were asleep the other night. Yeah, I was. I fell asleep in the prayer. Come on, y'all help me today. But sometimes we got to press, amen, past how we feel when we don't want to get up in the morning at 6 o'clock. Amen. When the Lord called your name at 3 o'clock, amen, and it looked real good. That bed feel good, but you know there's something down on the inside, amen, where God is calling you to cry out and to call on him. Somebody here hear me this morning you got to press if you want to see amen the promise of God amen they cried out to help the Lord raised up a prophet and he said this is what the Lord the God of Israel says I brought you out of slavery in Egypt I rescued you from the Egyptians from all who oppressed you I drove your enemies out and I gave you their land I told you I'm the Lord your God you must not worship the gods of the Amorites in the land you now live, but you haven't listened to me. And listen, sometimes even us as people, we get a hard head. Amen. The Lord tell us what to do. Amen. We get a word from heaven, but we don't obey it. We won't lay claim to it. But listen, it's time to press, amen, past this stuff that we see. It's time to press past, amen, the place of oppression. It's time to press, amen, past the place of serving other gods and worshiping things and worshiping people. And it's time to worship God for real. Somebody say worship God for real. But if you want to worship God for real, you got to press past the idolatries of this place. You want to worship God for real. You've got to get out of place of religion. You've got to get into a relationship. Come on. You ain't here to serve the God of the Amorite. Amen. Amen. We may be living in a land this ugly. We may be living in a place that's not godly, but that don't mean we got to fall as a victim to it. Somebody need to rise up and press past what they're doing on your job. Press past what they're doing in the club. Press past what they're doing down the road and say, I want to get what I need from Jesus. I'm not going to go back into the thing that he brought me out of. I'm not going to live under the system of the enemy, but I've called myself, amen, to come forward and I'm going to cry on God. I'm going to cry out to God. 
It says they cried out to the Lord because of Midian. Amen. He, he gave them the instruction. Amen. To listen to his word. Not to worship other gods. Not to get caught up in what's going on in the land. Too many caught up on what's on TikTok. We caught up on what's on Instagram. We caught up what we read in the Essence magazine. But it's time for us to come out of the occult thing. Come on. Y'all not saying nothing. We caught up in what's popular. We caught up in what's trendy right now. But it's time for us to press our way in God. Somebody say you got to press your way in God. You've got to press your way in your in his presence. I know you say that don't sound right preacher. Why would we have to press our way into God's presence? Because the devil trying to keep you out of it. You've got to press your way to church. Some of y'all know this morning. Amen. Everything that could have happened tried to happen to keep you out of the presence of God. But listen you've got to press amen to get what you need from the Lord. The devil is there to try to keep you out. The enemy is there to try to block you and to stop there. But listen, I dare you to press. Somebody say, I dare you to press. I dare you to press in his presence. Come on. If we look here, if we look at verse 11, it says, Then the angel of the Lord came and sat beneath the great tree at Oprah. Come on. I'm not talking about the Oprah y'all talking about. Amen. But there was a tree at a place called Oprah, and it belonged to Joash of the clan of Abijah. And Gideon, come on, we know about Gideon, son of Joash, was threshing wheat. Come on, this is my key verse now. Come on and listen to this. He was threshing wheat at the bottom of a wine press to hide the grain from the Midianites. Come on, listen. It, Midian was in an unusual place doing something that, amen, it really wasn't there, amen, designed to be done. He was in a wine press. I've got a picture of this. Some of y'all don't know what I'm talking about. But in the ancient Near East, amen, wine was a precious commodity. Wine was precious. It was more important than water because they didn't have the, the systems that we have to treat water where we put things through reverse osmosis, where we treat it at the chemical plant. A lot of times you drink water, it had parasites and things in it, amen, that were there that would harm you. But so they took this wine and they let it sit because as it sit, it would ferment and it would kill bacteria, amen. It would be something in the body that would be like a medicine, amen, to make the stomach right. Come on. And so wine was important. But in order to get wine, you had to work to get it. And listen, they didn't have this automated machinery like we had. They had to dig a hole and they had to hew the hole in a rock and we're looking at that right now we're looking at uh, an example of a wine press it's a hole in the ground and if we look at this scripture and get and uh, rather judges chapter 6 verse 11 it says that Gideon was in the wine press threshing wheat now the wine press was not designed for wheat the wine press was designed for the the juice of grapes but Gideon was in the wine press because it was a low place that he could get into and hide so the enemy couldn't see what little he had to hold on to, what little he had left. And sometimes the little we have left, we've got to learn how to get in a deeper place with God so the enemy can't find it. Wish somebody would help me preach this morning. Gideon got down in this hole. The hole was dry. How could he get down in it? That lets us know that the Midianites were so, they were so mean, they were so cruel that there was very little line left. But Gideon says, I'm not going to allow what I see stop me. I'm not going to allow what the Gideons are, the Midianites are doing stop me. I'm going to 
do something another way because I'm going to get what I need from Lord. And listen, this place, look at it symbolically. This wine place was the place where they would hang on to these bars we see. The men would get down in this hole and they would put the grapes down in there and then they would stamp on them with their feet. Come on, they would crush them with their feet, but they would hang on to these bars because it would get slippery and it would get messy. And listen, when you're trying to go higher in the Lord, when you're trying to go forward in the Lord, sometimes things get slippery and sometimes stuff get messy, but we've got to learn how to hold on to our faith. We've got to go how to hold on to the word of God. We've got to learn how to hold on to the hand of God. Somebody say, I won't let go until he bless me. Come on, I'm not going to allow what's swarming around me. The thing that is trying to attack me, I'm going to move down deeper. I'm going to get in a fortified place. I'm going to get in a place of shelter. Gideon got down in the wine press, but instead of treading wine, he had the shaft and he had the wheat. And listen, he was threshing wheat. And what does that mean? We look at that symbolically. The threshing of wheat is the process of separation. And I want to hear you to want you to listen to me today. That's where God had many of us right now. God is separating you from some stuff. Amen. But you've got to go down deeper. Amen. You can't do it out in the open. But I'm getting in a place in God. Amen. Everybody can't see what I'm doing. Amen. But God is working something out in me. Anybody, God working something out of you. I don't care who you are. I don't care how long you been saved. I don't care how much Bible you know. God got to get something out of you so he can get something to you. Listen, God's got to put you in a place of pressing, this place of crushing, this place of separation. Even the wine press was a place of separation because it was where the juice was removed from the pulp and the skin so that it could flow down even into a deeper place so that it could be deposited so that it could firm it so that it becomes something that's useful so that that it could become something, amen, that's good. And listen, even as we preached last week and talked about new wine, listen, if we want to get a greater glory from God, we're not going to get it walking around casually. We're not going to get it doing what everybody else is doing. We're not going to get it flaunting it out in front of the enemy. you got to get down deeper. You can't tell everybody what God's doing in your life. You can't tell everybody how God is moving and shifting you. Sometimes stuff, stuff, you've got to do in secret. Come on, we said when you pray, Go into your closet. He said, don't go out on the street like the publicans. But he said, put some oil on your head. He said, wash your face. And he says, go into your closet. And what you do in secret, I'll reward you openly. Somebody's been in a secret place with God. Somebody's been in a hole like Gideon. But listen, I want you to know that's something precious when you press, when you go beyond what religions say do, when you go beyond what you've seen other people do, and you do something that's unusual and different when you press and when you get down in a place with God and you say I'm not going to let COVID stop me I'm not going to let trouble stop me I'm not going to let my co-workers stop me I'm not going to let my husband stop me I'm not going to let my wife stop me I'm not going to let people stop me I'm going to get what I need from God somebody say press oh God Gideon got down in a fortified place. Y'all put that hole back up there. Gideon got down in it. And listen, he was threshing wheat. There was a place and a process of separation. And while Gideon was there at the bottom of the wine press, 
the Bible says he had an epiphany. If you look at verse 12, it said the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said, mighty hero, the Lord is with you. Sometimes when you're praying, when you're fasting, you're by yourself. Sometimes you're in a place in consecration. Everybody else don't know where you are. But somebody say when you get in a deeper place, the Lord sees you. Come on, the Lord appeared to Gideon while he was in this hole that had been dug for something else. He says, there's something else I need, amen, from God. And Gideon heard the voice of God and he said, the Lord is with us. But Gideon replied, if the Lord is with us, why have all of this stuff happened to us? I don't know about you, but sometimes, amen, when you get close to God, the enemy gets closer to you. Come on, when you decide, I'm going to live for God, the enemy decides, I'm going to let you see how much I can wreak havoc around you to see if I can stop you from digging deeper, amen, from separating and consecrating and pressing into my presence. Listen, this is really what happened. When Gideon got into the press that was designed for the treading of grapes, he says, I'm going to use it for the threshing of wheat. Come on, I'm going to use it for something else, but it's still a place of separation and consecration. And that's in that place where the Lord is with you. Come on, you say, well, he's with me when I wasn't saved. Yes, he's with you, but he's with you, amen, in a greater way. And I don't know about you. I don't want to just have a knowledge and an awareness of God, but I want to stay and I want to dwell in the presence of God. And now more than anything, amen, we need his presence. We need his anointing. Anybody want his anointing? Anybody want to experience his glory? You're not going to get it, amen, doing like you used to do. Somebody say you're going to have to press. You're going to have to press. Come on, it's not just an event that we do for 21 days, but it's a lifestyle, it's a commitment. God, I'm not just coming into this place because the preacher told me to do it, but I'm coming into this place because I need you to help me. I need you to touch me. I need you to bring me out of this. I need you to bring me over this. Anybody in the press this morning? Gideon was in the press, and it was in the press that he got in the presence hallelujah hallelujah I said it was in the press when he got in the presence it was when the enemy was attacking it was when they were devouring it was when all hell was breaking loose that Gideon went into a deeper place in God do y'all hear me preaching this morning he got in the wine press and that's where many of you need to get but you need to stay somebody say stay in the wine press why do I need to stay in the wine press? Because his presence is there. And why do I need his presence? Because the scriptures say that in his presence, there's fullness of joy. And at his right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. Listen, there's something you can get from God that you can't get at the store. You can't get in a relationship. Amen. You can't get, amen, being connected with this or that. Come on, it's time for us to connect with Jesus. But in order to connect with Jesus, you're going to have to go above and beyond what you used to do. How 
you've always done and you're going to have to get down in a place that's messy. Come on, y'all going to have to get down in a place that's dirty. Come on, you're going to have to get in a place that's not comfortable. You got to get in a place that's a little dark and you got to press. Come on, somebody say it's time for me to separate. Amen. So I can see his glory. I want God want you to separate so you can see his glory. Somebody said, Lord, help me to stay in the wine press. Come on, what happens when you get in the wine press? What happens when you get in the wine press? Come on, what happens when you get in the wine press? There's a flow. There's a flow. Come on, there's a pouring out of the presence of God. Normally, they thresh wheat in a place that was elevated because you needed the wind to blow on it to separate the chaff from the wheat. Come on, and that's what God is doing in your life right now. Somebody say, I don't know why I'm dealing with this. I don't know why I had to walk away from this. I don't know why I'm going through this. Somebody say, you in the wine press. Come on, I'm in the wine press. Come on, but I'm not going to lose anything. Come on, I'm going to get everything I need from God. Come on, somebody say, I'm going to get everything I need from God. Come on, stand to your feet all over this building if you can. Come on, and I want you to take a few moments and press. Come on and press. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, let me hear you. Come on, let me hear you. Come on, let me hear you. Come on, anybody want to press this morning? Come on, I'm pressing in this presence. I'm pressing into a place in God. I'm pressing into a new dimension in God. Come on, but to get there, I got to go deeper. Come on, I'm tired of this surface anointing. I'm tired of this surface understanding. Come on, I want to know him for myself. Come on, I want to have an appearance and an epiphany from God. Come on, hallelujah. Come on, I'm here to tell you today that you're not by yourself, but the Lord is with you when you get in the press. Hey, thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Press. Come on, Paul said, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. You're wondering why some folk just walked away from you. Come on, the Lord says, I'm separating. I'm separating you right now because what I'm getting ready to do is different. And the things you used to do, the places you used to go, the people you used to go there with, <laughs> The Lord says, I'm taking you to a higher place in me. But you got to stay in the press. Come on, stay in the press. Stay in the press. I'm here to tell you the press is uncomfortable. The press is messy. The press is dirty. But God is in the most unusual of places when we get there. I wish you'd hear me. I said, God is in the most unusual of places when we get there with him. Thank you, Jesus. You said, I didn't know it was going to look like this. I didn't know it was going to feel like this. I didn't know it was going to be like this. It looked like the devil is wreaking havoc and that he's in charge. 
But I'm here to tell you, when God is for you, when God is with you, can't no devil in hell stop you. Come on, God gave Gideon the power to lead the people. He gave Gideon the power to bring and be a deliverer. He gave Gideon the power, a man, to deal with the Midianite. Come on, and some of us, we trying to deal with stuff in a natural way, but we're dealing with stuff that's supernatural. And come on, if you want to have a supernatural flow, you've got to get in a supernatural place. Come on, I wish somebody would help me this morning. Somebody say press, 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 hallelujah. He says, how can I rest in Israel? He says, I'm sending you. Come on, the Lord says, I'm sending you. Remnant church, I'm sending you. Man and woman of God, I'm sending you. I'm sending you. But the place that I'm sending you is not comfortable. The place I'm sending you is not convenient. The place that I'm sending you is not easy. The place I'm sending you sometimes is lonely. But I'm with you. Come on, I'm for you. Come on, I'll help you. I'll strengthen you. Hallelujah. I'll hold you with my right hand. Thank you, Jesus. Even when our Lord and Savior went to the cross, he had to press. Come on. There's one scripture said he was pressing his way toward Jerusalem. Why? Because there was a hard thing that he had to deal with when he got there. Come on, there was a crucifixion. Come on, there was a butt whooping. Y'all not saying nothing. Come on, there was a hanging on the cross, but it was in that place of pressing. that was messy. It was bloody. It was ugly. But God was there. And it was in that place that every curse was broken off of our life. Come on, and it's in that place when we press, he says, must Jesus bear the cross alone? Come on, have you taken up your cross? Have you pressed into the place that God is calling you? It's positioning you. There he needs you. Come on, somebody say press in his presence. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for this opportunity. We thank you for this consecration. We thank you for this time of separation. We all did thank you today. You've been plucking and pulling some things apart in our heart and our life. And it looked like, Lord, the things aren't going to get better. It looked like the enemy's just having his way. But, Lord, we thank you today that you are with us. You will help us even when we're in a dark, even when we're in a deep place, even when we're in the place where we can't be seen and we're not visible to others. Lord, we're visible to you. And, Lord, that's what we want now more than ever. We want to see you like Gideon saw you. We want to be empowered and strengthened like Gideon was empowered and strengthened. He got something from the Lord. He took the little that he had left. And he says, I'm not going to let go. I'm not going to give in. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to quit. It would have been a lot easier for Gideon just to just turn over what he had to the enemy. But he said, no, I'm going to go in an unusual place and do something. Amen. That was designed for something else. So I can see God. So I can meet God. Amen. Somebody was crying out to God and it got God's attention. And when you cry out to him, it gets his attention. He said he is near unto those that are of a broken heart and a contrite spirit. You may be hurting. Amen. You may be in a place, amen, that's very tight. 
that's compressed. But God says, I'm with you. I will help you. I will strengthen you. I will give you what you need. Thank you, Jesus. God wants us to live in the rest under his blessing. But we've got to press to get there. He wants us to experience his presence. But we've got to press to get there. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody say press. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, help us to press. Help us to press. Help us to press even, amen, when we come in the church, when we come into worship, when you come into prayer. I told my wife on Friday, I said, now, we've been fasting and praying. Amen. And as soon as we start fasting and praying, here come COVID. Y'all not saying nothing for two years. We ain't had nothing to do with no COVID. And all of a sudden, you know, and then, amen, we couldn't go nowhere. But I didn't let that stop me. I kept on fasting. I kept on praying. Y'all not saying nothing. I kept on seeking God. Come on now. We had to shut down church for a little minute. Amen. But even in that time, amen, I just got down in a hole a little deeper. Come on. And that's what we need to do. Too many of us, something start happening and we shut down. We walk out. We give up. We throw in the towel. But listen, if you're going to get something from God, you're going to have to press. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Too many of us. Amen. We done got lazy in God. Come on, we got complacent in God. Amen. And the devil is taking everything we got. And I'm not talking about your money, but sometimes he'll do that. But really what he's taking is your peace. Because what happened to Gideon, if you keep reading down in the scripture, and I, my notes didn't even transfer to my iPad. This ain't doing me no good. Ain't nothing on there that I needed today. But you know what? Gideon got into a place, amen, where he experienced God's presence and he renamed it. And he said that God is my peace. Thank you, Jesus. And now more than anything, come on, somebody say, I want peace. I want peace. I want peace. 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 Hi, yeah, yeah, yeah. Peace. Come on. It's time for you to come out of that place of torment and turmoil. It's time for you to come out of that place of oppression and depression. It's time for you to come out of that place of worry and fretting. It's time for you to get into the presence of God. Come on in his presence. There's fullness of joy. Somebody say peace. Come on. He's Jehovah Shalom. Somebody say peace. Peace, 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 peace. Come on. There's war and room of war, but I speak peace. Come on. There's the top market is moving up and down, but I speak peace. Come on. There's things going on. Come on. They say the hospitals are fuller than they've ever been, but peace, peace. Peace, peace. Press into his presence. I'm done preaching. Amen, I'm done preaching. Come on, I'm done pre preaching. Come on, but God wants you to press in his presence. And when you get there, don't get out of it. See, that's the key. Amen, it's one thing to get in it. But you can get out of it just like that. Come on. And too many of us let that happen to us. Hold on to your anointing. Come on. Hold on to your praise. Hold on to your worship. Hold on. Stay faithful. Stay consecrated. Thank you, Jesus. Some of us, we done changed our diet. Some of that stuff, we didn't need to eat it no way. Praise the Lord. I ain't had meat all week. Thank you, Lord. I ain't had no sweets all week. And I love candy now. Y'all ask my wife. 
Yeah, praise the Lord. Amen. I was looking some days, some stuff was looking real good, and it was sounding real good. Come on, but sis, sometimes we got to shut some stuff off. Come on, what do we want more than God? Come on. Thank you, Jesus. We fed our flesh, and we fed ourselves too much. It's time for us to feed our spirit. Amen. But in order to feed your spirit, you got to have room for it. You've got to separate. You've got to get rid of some stuff. You've got to cut some folks off. Y'all not saying nothing. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, some of you need to tell somebody. They call them with some nonsense. Tell them, I ain't got time for this. Come on, I got something I need to get from God. Come on, I'm pressing. Thank you, Jesus. I'm pressing. Thank you, Jesus. I'm pressing. I'm pressing. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, when you get in the press. There's a greater measure of his presence. There's a greater measure of his glory. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, there's a greater measure of his glory, even for you here in this room. Come on, you're going to experience God like you've never experienced him before. Come on, in 2022, come on, there's going to be double. The Lord been dealing with me with that 22, that two. Amen. It's a number of division. Amen. Left to right, black or white, white, black or white. Whatever, but there are two extremes. Come on, but we come on. I want to go into the double portion of God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Press in his presence. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. We thank you. We praise you. Come on. I'm going to open up this altar quickly. Amen. If you need prayer, you need to be saved. Come on. If you want to rededicate your life to the Lord, if you want a greater measure of his glory, Come on, if there's some things you want the Lord to break off of your life, off of your mind, come on. If you want a greater measure of God, come on. If you've been in a place where you feel like you stuck, you stagnant, come on. They were where they were for seven years. They were dealing with the Midianites. Some of you, amen, for even a period like this of seven years, amen, or maybe 14 or 21 years you've been going through this or going through that. The Lord says, I want you to press. Press, press, press. Thank you, Jesus.